What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Making Sense Podcast. I'm your humble host. I go by the name Arnold. This podcast is for anybody out there who's a huge fan of TV shows, movies, or even anime. Whatever you like it, you name it, we'll talk about it. Anyway, thanks you guys for listening to me and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever episode of the Making Sense Podcast. So in today's episode, I would like for us to get into the review of Marvel's latest movie, which is Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. If you never watch any type of Marvel movies, this may go over your head. Obviously, we're going to get into some spoilers. So if you've never watched the movie, I will try my best to be as not precise as possible but there will definitely be some spoilers so if you think about watching the movie anytime soon i would advise to wait for a couple like until you watch the movie to go and check this episode out if you're still with me it means that you've watched the movie so to give a little bit of context shang chi is the first the second movie post avengers endgame technique it's the third because you got spider-man no way home as well but it's the first, the second movie of Phase 4. I don't really count Black Widow as much because it's the, the way the event, the events of Black Widow is set up. They kind of bring you back from like uh, Avengers Infinity War and Captain America Civil War as well. So it doesn't really count. So Shang-Chi is the first movie, Marvel movie in the post-pandemic era that's actually only been released in the movie theaters. I watched the movie with a couple of my, my good friends and just before we get into any type of specific, I feel that Shang-Chi is probably one of the greatest origin stories movies of the MCU. You have to make a separation between Marvel Shang-Chi and other movies because I don't feel like it's fair to compare Shang-Chi with Avengers Endgame or even with Guardians of the Galaxy, any type of ensemble movies. I don't feel like it's fair to compare it to that movie. As well, I don't compare Shang-Chi with sequel or threequel, so I don't really compare Shang-Chi with Ant-Man 2, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Iron Man 2, Thor Ragnarok, or even Spider-Man No Way Home. No Way Home. I only, I'm only talking about origin stories. To me, it's one of the greatest. My, my, my favorite is obviously Black Panther. It's not obvious, but definitely Black Panther is my first one. But I would say Shang-Chi come as a, a second close. And even someone says that it's the, the best one, I'm not going to argue too much because I thoroughly enjoy the movie. The movie is a beautiful masterpiece. It's a mix between action, but also death. You got so many great characters that interact with each other. It's a family movie. It's a fighting movie. It's a movie about finding yourself. It's a movie about grief. It's also... A movie about you know letting go it's also a movie about setting goals for yourself expectations there's so much going on so we're going to get into straight up the first actual shang chi movie is the first superhero movie featuring an asian actor this the same way blade was like the first movie with an african-american um shang chi is the first movie with an asian superhero as a lead the cast is like 90 point nine percent asian the only non-asian individual is i believe sir ben kingsley who plays like trevor whatever but it's the first 
it's the first uh, Asian hero and it's kind of where Marvel is like heading towards in this next films like you're gonna see way much more representation it starts with Shang-Chi you had Black Panther you had Black Widow who's like two women we're going to have a Marvel TV series on Disney Plus featuring Miss Marvel Kamala Khan uh, a Muslim superhero you got the Eternals the cast of the Eternal is super diverse with and you will have the first openly gay character actual gay superhero character of the the marvel universe so now marvel is kind of heading toward like way much more representation something i really enjoy it's becoming way much more inclusive you will also have to tease the lgbtq plus community in the loki series where we kind of find out that loki is bisexual and there's so much going on so the Mar uh, shang chi is actually just the first the second mcu movie with a non-white lead when it comes to the movie itself, the story is about Shang-Chi who was raised by his father Wenwu aka the Mandarin, someone that has been teased in the MCU before. For instance, in Iron Man 3 you had this whole plot twist with the Mandarin who's supposed to be this evil guy but turns out was played by the actor and then the dude who got played by Tony Stark was actually the real Mandarin. So in this one you actually get to see the real Mandarin who's the father of Shang-Chi and raised Shang-Chi to be this mortal weapon and for him to take over as Wen Wu, the leader of the Ten Rings, when he's older. But what happened is Shang-Chi decided to run away from his father and almost renunciate anything that has to do with his past life. It's a really complex and beautiful story, especially the relationship with Wen Wu, the Mandarin, Shang-Chi's father, and Shang-Chi as well. Also his sister Chao Ling. The, the dynamic between the, the three is really interesting. Throughout the movie, you see that there's still love there, but the way all of those characters are expressing this love is completely different for each of them. Shang-Chi loved his little sister, even though he abandoned her, and he has this hatred for his father because he low-key feels that he's responsible for his mom's death. When who is the Mandarin wants the help of his children to bring back his mom and Chaolin who is the sister her she just she has her own stuff going on she doesn't really want to rely on anybody because she felt betrayed by Shang-Chi because you know me low-key abandoned her so she kind of has the right to feel that way he abandoned his sister her father never looked at her like someone like a real person where her mom passed away he couldn't even look at her because he, she reminded him too much of her mom. So the relationship, it's a really broken family. The whole story, it's about a, a, a broken family and how you deal with grief. If anybody out there has ever, you know, lost somebody, I feel like you can really relate. And it's something that it's a point in the movie that they really portrayed the greatest. It's about how a family can recover from loss. And if you watch the whole movie, there isn't a real way to recover from it. Only way to kind of, first of all, is to accept it. And that's what Wen Wu is struggling with. He doesn't accept the fact that his wife is gone. Because you have this mythical figure, this millennial, literally like this thousand of years old being who was able to renounce his old ways of being a conqueror. When he found love, 
and actually started a family and the one being that he was actually okay to abandon all of that was taken away from him so you have this one being Wen Wu who doesn't want to accept the death of his wife you have Shang-Chi the hero of the movie who actually um, accept the death of his mom but blames his dad and you got Chao Ling who is also traumatically impacted by the death of her mom because her brother ran away and abandoned her with a father that won't even look at her. So this whole dynamic between these three characters is fantastic. It's felt throughout the movie, this love-hate relationship between Shang-Chi and Wen Wu. The whole point of their family dynamic, it's like it's rooted in loss, in, tra in something tragic and traumatic. And throughout the movie, the question is, what do we do as a family when we deal with loss? And I, I felt like that the whole storyline was amazing. You have other uh, side characters, uh, Aquafina, who plays Katie, the best friend of Shang-Chi. Um, the dynamic between those two characters is really interesting and really dope because in every origin movie stories in the MCU, the characters, the lead character, almost always need like a, a love interest even if sometimes it's corny so i'm gonna give you like a quick recap in black panther he had um t'challa had nakia in dr strange stephen strange had christine if you haven't watched what if the tv show on disney plus you should watch it that made an amazing episode about it Go check that out. In Spider-Man Homecoming, you had Liz, but you also kind of have like MJ. In the first Iron Man movie, you had Pepper Potts. In Captain America, the first movie, you had Peggy Carter. In Ant-Man, you had Hope. In, in the first Guardian of the Galaxy, Peter Quill and Gamora. So in all those first movies, the origin stories, you always have this like the hero, the kind of the classic tale of the hero needing like a, a love interest. And sometimes it, it, it's not really believable. I'm gonna take the example of Doctor Strange, for instance, I never cared slash believe in the story, in the love story between those two characters. It was really force fed on us. I never was involved in, in any of that. And the two movies where we don't have those, Captain Marvel, she doesn't have a love interest in Shang-Chi. And the point is the movie is so much more beautiful when you have a friendship, a real friendship between Katie and Shang-Chi than having a, a whack-ass love interest that nobody cares about. It's way more beautiful to see that this friendship, that state of friendship is not evolving to any type of romance and just having two characters really friends, but still being able to care about each other. So that was a really dope a way to introduce like to have like the, the, the Shang-Chi character caring about someone without turning it into this whole like love blah 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 like corny corny stuff and so the Kathy character was really dope because in many ways she kind of reflects what Shang-Chi is doing or what he's you know going through the same way Shang-Chi is kind of you know trying to run away from his future and his past at the same time both of them, they work as valet and they, they, you, when they have this conversation, they actually have a diploma, but they're all they're running away from the future. They're scared. They're really insecure. They, they don't feel like they want to take 
the first step, a real step in their life. So they, they, they just being valet because it, it doesn't have any type of responsibility. And those two characters, they're similar in many ways. And Shang-Chi actually says it many times that, you know, she's his best friend and they always cared about each other because they're really similar as well. So the KD character was really dope. Aquafina, the comic relief at sometimes the humor wasn't too over the top or too corny. It was really well done. I really cared. It. I love the transition in the movie when she starts this being, this being, she's kind of like the window of the audience through the whole movie because Shang-Chi and his sister, they've seen all of it. But when you see dragons, you see the 10 rings, like you see all of that stuff. She's the one who's still amazed all the things that's going on around her and she comes from this journey of being individual who doesn't know where she's going to actually you know taking the steps fighting in the last battle being able to shoot the arrow that's gonna you know allow shang chi to give like the final blow to the monster or whatnot so that that whole story was like really dope and really interesting to see and as far as like the sister she's way much more independent in the sense that she was abandoned the whole story about how Shang-Chi came and left to America and never came back. He actually left his sister behind her. So there is this abandonment issues that she has. So she felt betrayed by Shang-Chi. She also felt like left in the dark by her father who never was really caring for her. He was only giving all of his attention to Shang-Chi. So she had to create herself and to form herself, learn how to fight create like fighting rings a dark organization and if you want to take and make a comparison Shaolin looks way much more like the mandarin then and shang chi takes a way much more from his mom so the two dynamic as much as they hate their dad she's actually and you see it like at the end of the movie when she she take the reign of the ten rings she's actually way much more like her dad even though she ran away from him she's out of the two the one who looks way much more like him and throughout the history of the movie you see her interacting with shang chi and coming to the conclusion that she forgives her brother for abandoning her and that was also a beautiful way to not only introduce but to tease maybe future events including that character when it comes to shang chi shang chi is to me the heart of the movie simu liu who's a canadian asian actor uh, did an amazing job of portraying Shang-Chi. So in this movie, Shang-Chi, you don't really see Shang-Chi just being uh, this superhero. He was born a hero. It's actually someone who's just like a fragile boy who was turned to a weapon. And even though you learn in the movie, he actually killed someone, refused to live the life that was chosen by his father for him. And wanted to just leave all his past behind. But in many ways, you see that when you're trying to run away from your past, it will always find a way to catch up to you. So that's kind of the where you see the character at first. He's always like, you know, as Kathy, he's working as a valet. He doesn't want to have anything to do with his father. But in some way, they find a way to find him. And just, you know, this that's how the whole movie starts. And the whole journey of Shang-Chi is not only to deal with the loss of his mom but to also accept that as bad as he was trying to you know portray his father his father was still 
a caring and loving individual you see it when he's training and you know he's got bloody knuckles and his father tells him to stop training as bad as he said that his father was he still loves him and that's the, the whole dynamic between the movies like at first i hate you but at the same time i love you and that's the whole point of family that's why i'm saying like the theme of the family is really important in that movie because regardless of how much they hate each other they still love them and that's the whole dynamic between the the family of shang chi he's not the the flashy superhero like a captain america or iron man or whatever he's just this regular dude who goes into this journey of like accepting himself and accepting like his destiny you know and trying to do the right thing that's why you know he clashes with his father because his father is like this dark figure and he feels like that's his job to just fight him you see him being like really relatable when he's interacting with his friend katie and that's that whole thing is actually super interesting to see those two grounded characters you see them they go to karaoke they're like they have like this great uh dynamic relationship and in the movie as we go on shang chi is more and more accepting of what he has to do which is you know deal with his father embracing his destiny and who he is as an individual it's it, and yeah this this whole thing it's about dealing with pain and dealing with grief and all the characters i feel like they're doing a great job of portraying this kind of broken broken family and as far as like the father wenwu aka the mandarin to give it like a quick recap the mandarin is this character that we saw in iron man 3 but like they say in the movie he was an imposter ah, ah, ah. there was nothing real going on with him he was just like an actor like played by trevor and ben kingsley and in this portrayal of the, the, the mandarin aka wenwu wenwu is actually his, his real name it's such a complex and deep character to me i would definitely say he's top five best mcu villain my top five being thanos first eric killmonger second loki third uh, when we actually will go fourth and the vulture from spider-man homecoming will be fifth and the winter soldier six but yeah overall the mandarin is a complex figure you know it's this being who has been able to live for a thousand years because of the power of the thin rings and acquire such strength that he created an organization that was acting in the shadows and created all a, a, a legit empire for himself he was this ruthless dark and menacing being and yet by just finding the love of his life which is the central one of the central characters of the movie which is the mother of shang chi by just finding that character but just you know meeting that individual he was able to completely renounce his old ways stop being a mob boss and just becoming a father and that whole transition coming from being an evil being to just being like you know a loving uh, husband and dad was really interesting to see and all of that was taken away from him when his spouse died so that's why he comes back and reverted back to his old ways and becomes evil again this whole thing was really amazing and you see the, the the power of the ten rings in the, in the comic books is a little different 
But in that one, you see him just being this martial artist and being able to slam, almost fly, and just this all-powerful being, but still having way much love for his children. Because when he caught up with his children in Shang-Chi, he just wanted to help to go back and save his wife. And that's one of the themes that, like I said, that we see again and again. It's about how someone is supposed to deal with grief. You have three ways to deal with that, that I showcase in the movie about how to deal with grief. The first one is Shang-Chi. It's kind of accepting it, but kind of, you know, putting it behind, not really deal with it. You have Shaolin, who's like, we never see too much, but I feel like she, the only, out of the two, she's the only one who straight up accepted the fact that, you know, their mom passed. And you have Wen Hu, who just don't want to hear it. He doesn't believe that is actually that sh that what happened to him actually happened. So he's trying to find a way to maybe change it and to bring back his power. That's how that's how he was. He's able to get manipulated throughout the whole movie. He's just this dude who cannot fathom the fact that he lost the love of his life. He blames Shang Chi. He blames everything one himself and this journey his journey as like opposite side from shang chi he doesn't get why his children won't help him save his mom save their mom so yeah it's a new take of the mandarin i really loved it that one character kind of cement cemented like the movie in this completely new uh realm of having like re real depth as a villain one of the biggest marvel criticism that we get is that those movies especially the villains the villains are really bad if you're talking about dr strange and uh, the movie was bad the, the captain marvel the movie was the villain was really bad thor the dark world the movie was really bad you got all this like many example and shang chi did an amazing job of giving us a complex villain meaning we understand even though we disagree you understand why he's doing it because he's not doing it to gain power he's just doing what he wants to do to save or to see the love of his life again it's something that anybody who's went through loss can actually relate with so he's not 100 evil he's not 100 good but he's just a human being a flawed human being and having to see how he interact with his children he's also really you know you see many faces of him when he's interacting with his children you see the nice version of him him being a loving father and you can also see him being this tough and really kind of uh, strict figure when he's with shang chi and he's creating raising him to be this like weapon so yeah the, the wen wu the mandarin was an amazing and really dope and interesting character closely let's talk about another point in the movies those are like the fight scenes shang chi has the to me the greatest fight scenes in the marvel movie i'm just talking about fight scenes i'm not talking about action sequence because i don't think like anything can top avengers endgame avengers assemble moment but as far as the fighting goes like it was so well done it was like legit a dance every time you saw them that they, they were like any they didn't waste any type of uh move it was really like super 
choreographed. You could tell that they really worked on the fighting skill, whether it's Chang Shi, Shaolin, or even Wen Wu. Any one of those three characters that like the fight scenes, they look real. And I've seen a couple like behind the scenes, you can tell that they, they didn't use too many stunt double, but all the fight scenes were so well done. And any fight, all the fights, they're not just fighting for fighting. There's always a story and a purpose for every each and every fight. You see when Shang Chi is fighting the man of the Ten Rings while he's trying to reconnect with Shaolin, you see them fighting and this that that, that scene is like just crazy. And then you see the fight at the end uh, from uh, against him and his father. So all the fight scenes you see them it's just like it's a dance even the way they using like the village the villagers from like his mom on his mom's side the way they fighting is almost like the air bending bro like i ain't gonna lie to you there was a couple of times i saw i thought i was watching the avatar like the last airbender it was so good the fight scenes like over the top definitely yeah, the best ones from the MCU because I can't really think too much about anybody, any movie where there's like better scenes or just scenes that are just as good. It's it's a, It was a really dope watch. Overall, the fight scenes, like the characters. You also have Ben Kingsley character coming back as Trevor was really funny, a great comic relief. But overall, the Shang-Chi story has nothing ain't no there's no part in the movie when i felt bored i was like oh maybe maybe well, actually maybe when they go like in the village and when you know they're about to fight so it was like but it wasn't too long where they were training or whatever but overall that was to me such a, an amazing epic ride and one of the greatest like mc movies that i've seen you got a couple of cameos like if we want to talk about it wong wong presence in the movie kind of at first it didn't make sense but the way they did it with the post credit scenes you see that oh okay so maybe there's like this more there and that was pretty pretty dope to see such a beautiful movie i'm glad i watched it if you haven't go check that out and tell me what you think peace well that's it for today folks thanks so much for listening to this episode of the making sense podcast I hope you guys enjoy it. If you have any type of question, feel free to reach out to us. And if you haven't done so, make sure to subscribe to the show. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify. So yeah, enjoy the rest of your day.